Hello, monsters. My name is Jane Judge. Welcome to Monsters University, a homebrew tabletop role-playing game hosted live at twitch.tv slash janejudge. Enjoy this silly role-playing game with me and my friends. Thanks to technical difficulties, episode 5 has been lost to the ages. Here's a quick recap of what you need to know. We opened the episode with Chasworth Finkelmeyer and his boyfriend, Wade Namatsi. They hang out in the gardens, and Chas' leg works less well than expected. He's going to need a replacement leg soon. Malfunctions like this are common with Frankensteins, but easy enough to find a replacement. They also discuss Wade's family. They're famous. Kings and queens of the Atlantic. Wade feels pressure to go back and join them. But Chaz assures him that he can stay here at Monsters University as long as he likes. Next, the students head to Mistress Taliba's office. She knows that they found her hat. And she's wearing the cheap pink replacement. She's impressed with their skills and puts them towards another task. The students learn about the lawyers from hell, the police force of monsters. They bog anybody down in paperwork who's been doing something against Monster Yuko. Next, the students head to the mansion, looking for clues about the Castle Navaria. And on the way, they find out that Chasworth's own car is being powered by a small imp named Steve, who replaced the transmission a few months back. Imps. So much more common now that the veil between hell and Las Vegas has been thin. They visit the mansion, they find a few trinkets, and they realize that this place was designed to be a portal to hell. What were they working on? And where is Headmistress Taliba's Book of the Dead? Join us for episode six to find out what happens next. Are we live? Ooh, who am I? Oh, I get to be violent. Yes, nice. Okay. Hello, everybody. We're dealing with a small technical issue. That'll be sorted soon. In the meantime, I'm Kimberly. Kimmy Puddin' Pup. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Chaz, you can sort this out. I'm just going to start talking if that's cool. <clears throat> Hi, monsters. <laughs> Welcome to Monsters University, a very professional live role play game. Uh, it's a homebrew tabletop role playing game. I've invented the system and all of the characters and monsters and any uh, semblance uh, recognition to a copyrighted monster is absolutely not existing. <laughs> so let's start this off right with an evil laugh while we're all in the wrong boxes. <laughs> all right, Dominique, you want to run the stream? <laughs> okay. 
So I do have an announcement today, actually, which is very exciting, which is that Monsters University is now a weekly podcast. And oh, are we still live? Yes. Okay. Monsters University is now a weekly event. Every Tuesday at 7 p.m., we are going to have a stream. Every other week is going to be this crew. And the alternating weeks will be another fun crew of monsters that you all have yet to meet. So every Tuesday at 7 p.m. here at twitch.tv, twitch.tv slash Jane Judge, you can meet us for some weird monster stuff. Um, and yeah, that's my announcement. Uh, some content warnings. This is an 18 plus game. There will be sexual situations, innuendo, murders, all of the fun stuff. Um, and here are my lovely players. Here is, okay, who's in the right spot? Dominique is in the right spot. Uh, Dominique Delirium as Evelyn Lycandra. We have Ricky XSX Rails as Chasworth. We have Girlbot Div as Kate Bender Stone. We have, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> That's Cassie Cummings playing Kimberly Kimmy Puddin' Pop. And Violet October is not here yet, but will be visual on screen soon. <laughs> so that's my players. <sighs> <laughs> Let's do a little plug for the Suede Collective while we have a moment. Does anybody, anyone want to take that one? I'll talk about Suede. Awesome. Thank you, Cassie. I was Ricky for a second. <laughs> Suede is a uh, nonprofit, uh, 501c3 nonprofit uh, mutual aid group. Um, run by sex workers for sex workers. Uh, Suede provides uh, micro grants, about $100 to cover whatever. Um, also helps with testing costs, provides harm reduction supplies. Uh, very good, very good organization that a few of us volunteer for. Yeah, if you need Narcan or fentanyl test strips or any other incidental items, any harm reduction for sex work or drug use. Go to suedecollective.org. Send us a request. Everyone's in their right spots now. <laughs> we're close. We're close. Okay, bear with us, friends. We're a very professional studio run out of my home. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> and with that, we will move to our first event. We are going to cut to the cathedral, which is a big, untouched building. It's been closed down to the public for the last 50 years. There's a thin layer of dust across the pews and most of the uh, interior decorations. Um, the stained glass windows leave a brilliant, colorful patchwork on the ground. And the player organ in, in the front of the room clicks on and rolls a tape as the doors open. The room feels daunting and chilly, and uh, it's clearly designed to impress. As soon as you walk in, you feel small. This architecture is uh, large and imposing. And let me bring us to the location. Doo -doo -doo. As Evelyn, you walk into the cathedral what are you wearing to this event? Do 
do I want to wear my casual outfit or do I want to watch my fancy outfit? You look down um, at your phone as you're getting ready and you see the text from Ishtal that says, meet me at the cathedral, 8 p.m. I'm going to wear my fancy outfit, which let me find it. My dramatic outfit, which is a long black bodycon dress with a V cut over the breast and slits on the sides of the legs. Hmm. Okay. You walk into the cathedral and it looks empty. There's nobody there. And you are a little nervous. You think maybe he stood you up. And you look around. And you look up a little bit and you hear from the ceiling. And Ishtal comes flying down. He is also wearing his dramatic outfit, which is a small black loincloth, which leaves very little to the imagination, especially as he is flying down from the rafters. And if you remember from last game, we roll for Ishtal's dong size, which is significant. <laughs> So he lands in front of you, his like stone chiseled body uh, still as, as he like does a little superhero landing and his hair just like waves behind him, this long like flowing hair and his little stone tail wiggles. <laughs> Evelyn, you came. I'm here. I thought maybe you wouldn't want to see me. I acted so rashly. I was loud and rude, and you saw me fighting. It wasn't my best moment. All your moments. And honestly, you fighting is a little titillating. It's very masculine. I lost the break. I left it on the field. I don't know. It was irresponsible. But I am glad you enjoyed it. I can find another brick. Yeah, I guess. A castle was something special though. But I'm making a new special place here at the university. I'd love to see it. Yeah? Okay. And he like reaches out like his arms to sort of fireman carry you, right? If you're gonna let him. <laughs> I jump into his arms. <laughs> okay. And his wings expand again and he flaps up to the ceiling of the cathedral and you can feel your dress like fluttering in the breeze. Well, it's very tight, so just a little flutter. <laughs> let me move you to the rafters of the cathedral. Up in the arches of the vaulted ceilings are a ton of little small nooks. Each is like created to be sort of a room. There's like blankets and cushions and uh, lots of charcoal drawings pinned to the pillars, mostly architectural studies. But you see a few images of yourself, Evelyn. Maybe just from the side as you're in class taking notes. Oh my God, are these of me? Uh, yes. Did you draw these while we were in class? No, no. Uh, I wouldn't. I, I drew them after here. I sit and I think about the beautiful things I've seen today. I draw them. And you can see, like, there are lots of buildings, lots of, like, strong, moody, 
dark architecture. He clearly likes, a, you know, a gothic vaulted ceiling, a, you know, a Roman pillar. But there's also, like, as you look now, you see five, six, seven drawings of you. Good included with beautiful architecture like this, so dark and mysterious. He, like, turns his head blushes a little. Also, uh, how high up are we? Because I'm a werewolf and I'm kind of used to having my feet on the ground. You are very high. This is 120, almost 200 feet up in the air. These big cathedral vaulted ceilings. (laughs) Is there like a, like, can I see the floor below or is it like a closed off space? Mm, Give me a flight roll. Okay, you roll an 11. You sort of like grab onto the beam of the ceiling and look down a little bit and your stomach does a flip as you see how far up you are. You can see the floor, the pews, the marble. It looks like a rough ball if you did. But then, oh, sorry, go ahead. railing. (laughs) What'd you say? I said I back up from the railing kind of like like, hands splayed behind me, like, trying to find, like, approach or something, like, trying to get away from the edge. Okay, you scrabble backwards, a spider crawl a little bit, and you bump straight into Ishtal. And he, like, wraps an arm around you. Don't worry. I'm fast. I'll catch you if you fall. Thank God. I was like, it's a little high up for me. Okay, (laughs) you look around Ishtal's little nook here. And you see, uh, you know, the the architecture drawings and stuff, but you also see Mm-mm-mm. you see a window cracked open just a little bit, and uh, a beautiful view of like the rest of campus. You see uh, what looks like a, a little row of maybe floggers, whips, little like a. Uh, kink impact toys like a paddle there's like a big wooden okay. paddle and there's like a little wooden paddle with like a heart cut out and then you look <laughs> a little closer and you like sort of peek behind there and uh, he moves the curtain over and he's like oh um sorry that's uh that, that's my bedroom area okay i know you were into like flogging and stuff that's a little bit of degradation is that what you're into oh i uh and he like looks away and blushes a whole lot he says um i guess i i could show you if, if you wanted i think i could be into that and sometimes when we're in werewolf form or whatever they like bind us up and it's kind of hot he reaches to a shelf behind you and like leans in a little bit and you can smell the like perfume on the stone of his chest. And he picks up a set of manacles, like, you know, uh, chain and uh, metal manacles and he hands them to you and a little key on a necklace. You could use these on me if you want. You trust me that much to let me bind you up? He laughs a little bit and says, if I tried, I could pull these apart without a thought. They're symbolic. 
So I take the manacles and the key and I go towards the bedroom curtained off area that he tried to hide. Okay, you fling open the curtain to his little cordoned off bedroom space. And instead of a bed, there is a like black and red leather spanking bench with like the little pads for the knees. And you look over here and there's a cross. It's not a St. Andrew's cross. This is like a, you know, Jesus T cross. And it's got uh, strong reinforcements. It's clearly meant for him to be shackled to. This is a lot. Oh. <laughs> um, okay. He walks um, over towards which... the cross and he picks up another set of manacles. These ones bigger to go around his ankles. He hands them to you. You can chain me if you like. Walk towards him and I'm gonna assume that his back is to the cross. So I'm gonna take a hand and put it on his chest and push him towards the cross very slowly and sensually. You and push then, him and he at first doesn't move at all. And then he like steps back and kneels down a little bit. And then I like glaze my hand over like his chest to like where his arms and then take his wrists and like push it up to the manacle on the, are there manacles on the wall? There's yeah. like a little spot for them to hook into. Okay, so then I lock it into the manacle and like hook it up to the wall. Okay, he's now in a little T position, his hands and feet both bound to the cross. And he points over, uh, like with you know his hand chained up, he gives you a little sideways point and says, you can use these. And you look to the side, there's like maybe 50 more feet of chain to use as you choose. There's a big stone ball gag with like a soft uh, fabric tie around the back. And uh, there's his wall of just kink equipment. And there's any kind of flogger you could imagine. There's like, you know, dragon tail whips. There's like things that look like they've got studs in them. Uh, he clearly can take quite a bit of pain. So then I bind his other hand up. And after I've done that, <laughs> yeah, so he's played up. After I've done that, I run my hands over his chest and I'm like, well, technically I can do whatever I want to do, right? He lowers his eyes to the floor and he says, yes, mistress. <laughs> oh my gosh. They're like, so you're mine completely <laughs> to use as I wish. So if I wanted to kiss you, because we've never kissed before, I could take that if I wanted, right? I'm yours, mistress. Okay, and I lean up and I kiss him. He like doesn't resist, but he doesn't really move into it. He kind of lets you do what you want. She would have leaned into it a little, but that's fine. Okay. <laughs> Tell him. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're gonna play this this way. Um, okay, so then I lean back from the kiss or whatever, and I go over to where the floggers are. He, as you pull away, sort of, like, moves a little closer, like he doesn't want you to stop. So go over to the floggers. So, 
is there like a big thick one with like like fat falls yes there's one with like really thick leather that's got like a twist at the bottom i take i take that one and um i bring it over to him and i let the leather like fall over like his chest like sensually um and let him like feel the leather and stuff like that can he feel that with his stone skin i don't know he as soon as it touches him he like closes his eyes and shudders a little bit you'd be surprised how sensitive stone skin is I guess after like rubbing the leather on him and stuff for a second, like sensually, I guess I flog his chest a little bit. He like cries out. You do. Oh. <laughs> Thank you, mistress. More, please. Flog him a little bit harder. Oh, yes. More. Oh my God. Uh. Okay, and then I stop, and I rub my hand over where I just flogged him to, like, test the skin and stuff, and then I kiss his chest where I've been flogging him. You don't feel very much, but there's, like, the slightest little hint of heat underneath the skin. Still mostly cold, but you can tell you're you're starting something. Wings, like, splayed, like behind him, kind of. He's got them mostly retracted so that his back is flat. He'll try to like, he's he's much taller than me though. Okay, I get on my tiptoes and I try to like, touch like his wing in the back or whatever, like, like the edge of it, I guess. He, like, pulls away from his binding and unfurls it a little bit so that you can see it better. And it's sort of like a bat wing, right? There's, like, a clear skeleton inside and then, like, a thinner sort of almost papery thin rock piece between the the bones of the wing. On my hand, like, alongside, like, the bone and, like, the webbing part. And then I, like, assuming I'm, like, right next to his ear or whatever. So I'm like, are you sensitive here? He says, Mistress, you could touch me anywhere and it would rock my world. But yes, um, particularly at the base of the wing. Okay, so I stroke the base of the wing. His like eyes roll back in his head and he's like leaning into you. Maybe a little harder. It's uncomfortable. Uh, he's very heavy. <laughs> okay. Um, I stroke a little faster or whatever and then I like grab because he has horns right I grab his horn and like push his face like into my neck he like pushes his head into your neck and gives you a little bite and kisses you so great (laughs) um okay I'm gonna keep rubbing his wing and like kind of like nuzzling each other. 
He's like pulling at his chains, trying to get closer to you. You can hear them like clink, clink, clink. And he's like moaning and pushing his body closer to you, but he can't move very hard. I'm getting worked up and I can feel like a shift coming because I'm a werewolf or whatever. Ooh, okay. Yeah, so like I pull away like not completely away but like enough where i'm like kind of holding on to his shoulders and stuff he had like bit you a little bit and he pulls back and he says oh did i do something wrong i'm sorry no i just can feel my shift coming and i don't think you've ever seen me in my werewolf form and i don't know if you'd like it or you could handle it (sighs) well if you're worried about hurting me You don't have to. I'd like to see if you're willing. We could do this some other time. And he like pulls on one of the chains a little bit and says, all you have to do is release me if you don't want this. Step back from him. And I like take a breath. And then I decide to let go and shift into my my werewolf form. Okay. Do you want to describe that for us? Or you want me to? Um, you could do it. Okay. So your dress tears down the middle as your body increases in size, your chest growing, your hips getting bigger, and um, your maybe stretchier undergarments stay on, but the dress is shredded and you take your boots off first. Your socks get torn by the nails growing out. And you are like, uh, maybe you look up and there's a little window to the moon and you give it a little howl. The hair grows on your neck and your fangs like pull from the top of your mouth and you are fully transformed, a powerful werewolf with your gargoyle and chains. <laughs> what do you do? Stare at me. Ishtal is looking like he's never seen anything quite like this. His eyes are wide and he's got a huge smile on his face. Take a ginger step forward, like testing the waters to make sure he doesn't freak out. And when he, when he doesn't freak out, um, I go forward or whatever and start like sniffing at him, like kind of like a wolf or a dog or whatever. Okay. You sniff at him and his little loincloth shifts to the side a little as he like moves his hips further towards you. I take my claws and I rip his loincloths away. Hot. <laughs> he is like tearing at the chains, like pulling at them, like, come, I need more, mistress, more. I want to take my claws and like scrape at his chest to see if it like does anything. You see a little, maybe temporary lighter mark across his chest. But it doesn't like scrape into his skin or anything, right? No, it probably files your nails more than anything. <laughs> Okay. Um, I check to see if he's okay with 
that. Like, he, check his, like, emotional face. He doesn't say anything, but he looks at you. And he says, yes. I have one request, though. He, like, points over at the pile of shredded clothes over there. Can you wear the key? I don't really talk about <laughs> my wolf form. And then I go and get the key. It's a necklace, right? Yeah, he's got it, it on like my a head. chain. Yeah, okay. I put it over my head. Yeah. <laughs> you put it on, and he very nearly pulls off the one of the chains from the wall. He's so excited. He says, yes, I'm yours. I do now. <laughs> I... Okay. I think with that, uh, Evelyn the wolf sort of like jumps at him and then there's a lot of noises in this empty cathedral for a while. <laughs> we will fade over to another part of campus where some weird stuff is going on. Okay, you all came there with me? Yes. So, Chasworth, you are sitting in the Chasmobile <clears throat> in the parking lot, and you're looking at your phone. There's a text that says, on my way, be there in five. Um, I see that. I smile a little bit, and uh, I look down at my legs, and I feel them, like, you know, the ache, and I guess decomping them. And then I uh, take the phone back, and I text back, uh, uh, smiley face emoji um and uh some hearts okay you wait for a few minutes you're scrolling monstergram on your phone or whatever <laughs> and um all of a sudden a car pulls up to the parking lot it's like a kind of beat up pickup truck it's red and the door swings open i'm gonna hop out of the car when he hops up you're gonna be out of the car waiting well, when I see him pull up, I'm going to hop out of the car and stuff and stand next to it. Okay, he gives you a little wave from the driver's seat and hops down and says, Bro, nice <laughs> to see you. Hmm, nice to see you too. Uh, you got your costume on still. The little bolts and everything. Oh, this. Um, yeah, I'm uh, pranking a friend later. Uh, for. Oh, sounds cool, bro. For an internet thing. Um <laughs> Need some help? I do, actually. Um, man, I gotta say, uh, you've been running around my mind all day. And, uh, oh, yeah, really? Yeah. You know, I could use your help. Um, do you want to hop in my car and we could talk about it in there for a second? Uh, yeah. I've been waiting for you to text me, honestly. I've been <laughs> in my mind, too. Ever since I saw you at that party city. Yeah, yeah, you too. Yeah, let me hop in here. I'm going to hop into the driver's side. Okay, he like climbs in the passenger seat and says, all right, bro, where are we going? Oh, we're going everywhere. And I'm going to lean in uh, for a kiss. He's like, whoa, cool. <laughs> he like leans in to kiss you too. Um, I'm going to put my hands up, you know, and start rubbing his neck and like the back of his head. And, uh, start making out with him for a little bit hot and heavy. He like leans into it and starts trying to like pull your shirt off a little bit. 
Um, I think from like outside the car, you see like a little bit of like soft shaking, and then there's like um, a very heavy shake, and maybe the sound of like a, a wet snapping noise, and uh, I snap his neck. Okay, give me a fight roll. A 14. This goes pretty smoothly. He did not expect that in the slightest. He was like <laughs> leaned in kissing you. He's like trying to get under your shirt. And uh, as soon as you reach in, like put your hand around his neck, he like leans into it. He wants more. Oh, that's and... that man. <laughs> <laughs> you give it to him, Chasworth. You snap his neck. And uh, now you've got his body in the passenger seat. He's sort of like laying in a repose. Fantastic. Um... I'm going to hop out of the driver's side. I'm going to fix my clothes up for a second and walk to the passenger side and open the door, let him fall out and put him in my trunk. Okay. You kick open the boot of your trunk and uh, drag his body over. Your legs give you a little bit of trouble, but your uh, other member is not exactly participating. So (laughs) you, with some difficulty, hoist him into your truck, uh, to your trunk. It takes you a few minutes. You notice that the keys fall out of his pocket onto the ground. Hmm. I take a, a look at his truck and get a good estimate of it. Like, so what kind of truck is it? It's uh, kind of bigger, a little bit beat up. It looks like he's been maybe hauling dirt or rocks around in the, the bed of it. It's got, uh, you know, like front seats plus like a little bench seat in the back. Hmm. I uh, pick up the keys to his truck and I put them in my pocket. Okay. You give it a little doo doo, lock it up before you leave. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chasworth, where are you headed in the Chasmobile with the fresh Chas legs in the back? Um, I'm going to text uh, the rest of the Hellcurst and say that I need some help at the reanimation lab. Uh, new legs in. And then I'm going to drive over there. Okay, each of you gets a little beep on your mobile. It's maybe 9, 10 p.m. So, Evelyn, maybe you are just finishing up. I don't know where everyone else is. I was just vibing in my room, you know, just moist <laughs> in my lane. Moisturizing. Moisturizing. Unbothered. Yeah, I'm definitely going to the reanimation. Okay, Bender, where were you? Uh, I was getting high in the, um, shit, the lobby? What is it called? Oh, it's the student lounge, yeah. The student lounge. Yep, I'm definitely going there. Okay, so maybe you and Sarah are chilling there. You get a little text. Beep, beep. Need help in the reanimation lab. Oh, uh, I'll be back. All right. You coming home late tonight? Got something you're doing? Possibly. He didn't really explain much, but I'll fill you in when I get back. All right, cool. You know, Ghost Club's tomorrow, so don't miss out. Or Undead Club, oh. sorry. I know we named it, and there was a contentious debate here. I'll be there, I promise. All right, thanks, Brenda. See you later. Your ghostly boo, Sarah, gives you a little wave as you head out from the student lounge. Lily, where are you chilling tonight? Oh, we can't hear you. (laughs) 
Nope, not yet. Done now. Yes. There we go. I was writing in my room, but very much would be on my way. Okay, cool. Writing some new poetry. Okay, so everyone meets up at the reanimation lab. Okay, you walk in and it's late at night, so it's pretty empty. And you see Chasworth's car um, pulled up out front and uh, maybe some like blood or maybe a shoe as you're walking into the room on the floor. And um, you look around the reanimation lab and there's two tables that have been drugged to the middle. One of them is laid out with the body of Chaz's new friend. And the second is laid out with electrodes and other stuff. And Chaz is sitting next to it, uh, adjusting some numbers or measurements. Oh, hey, y'all. Um, just uh, got the new legs in, and uh, you could use a hand here. Not literally a hand, you know, but. Kimmy, I think we can't hear you. Let me tell you, tonight is the night of the technical difficulties. So oh, bear with us, everybody. Uh, yeah. We'll get back to the monster's hotness pretty soon. <laughs> Cassie, you got it? If it helps, I had to change my mic a bunch of times. For some reason, Discord's just wonky. Oh, the life support beeping was perfect timing. <laughs> okay, so Kimmy will rejoin us momentarily. Um, the rest of you also walk into the group. What do you need us to do? Or how can we help? Um, oh, we got a problem with the square since Kimmy dropped. That's okay. She'll be back in a second. There we go. There we go. Okay, the president's in Las Vegas, sucking up all of the internet. That's my bad. <laughs> oh. Okay, well, it's a little bit early, but let's take our five minute break and then we'll come back to the scene where we're putting Chaz's legs back on. We'll hopefully get all of this sorted behind the scenes with Monster Magic and see you all in a second. Thanks friends for sticking with us. We'll be back in five. Okay, monsters, we're all back. We can all speak. We're all in the right squares, and it's time to rock. <laughs> so when we started our little break, we were at the reanimation lab, and we've got Chaz's body laid out, legs uh, 
you know, bared. Maybe you've uh, torn off his clothes or cut them off with a little pair of safety scissors or whatever. And um, Chaz is next to the body, uh, writing notes on a little notepad. And you all walk into the reanimation lab. Hey, what's Ch up, y'all? Chaz, oh, what? oh, oh, hey, what's this? Oh, new legs. They uh, they came in finally. Go. Go. They're still help. warm. Yeah, yeah. You know, the freshness is uh, the best. It's, they're not going to last forever. I mean, look at these. This was only uh, uh, a month ago. There's got to there's got to be some way to like you know keep the freshness. Yeah, you know, it's it's a little tricky though. Sometimes too much use can be negative to them, and too little can cause cramping and things and stuff. It's a it's a golden you know area you have to try and find with usage. That's too much work. Just let it rot. Just gestures to her own legs that are clearly <laughs> falling apart. You, you know, sure you could use like a, like a pine fresh air freshener hanging off your like necklace or something. I don't smell anything weird. I don't have a nose, so okay. So anyway, Chasworth. Yeah, it's just uh, I could use a little help with the getting them attached. It's a little hard when you know you're doing it yourself to yourself. That's understandable. Um, do you need like all of this or just the legs? Um, I just need the legs if you need the, the rest of this or something. Or... Brains. Sure, help yourself. I was just gonna toss this out. There we go. Hey. All right. <laughs> I love it. All right. Uh, so, all right. Direct us. What do we do? Okay. I uh, got everything pretty much set up. Um, really, the only thing I need you guys to do is to um, pull my legs off. Uh, then I will go into uh, cardiac shock. Uh, from uh, the pain and the legs being ripped off. Um, you're going to have to try and keep me electrocuted and conscious and uh, then attach those legs and uh, hope for the best. I know what to do because I'm in reanimation class with him. You all are in reanimation class and you've seen this process done on a frog. For a squirrel. Not on a person, though. Yeah. So kind of this. <laughs> also, do I have to be in my werewolf form to use my werewolf strength? Not at all. You can just, like, okay. you know, beast out one arm and use the strength on that. Okay. Um, so then I tell the group, I'm like, oh, okay, I can rip your legs off. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, I was going to call that one up. <laughs> <laughs> have you got that one? It's two legs. <laughs> yeah. Two legs. It'd be fine. <laughs> All right, that sounds good. I'm gonna hold on to this table. Uh, go for it. <laughs> all right, so you all have prepped the body, and the legs that need to be attached have been cleaned uh -huh. and sterilized. And there's like a little needle and thread ready to suture them on. And uh, Chaz is sitting on the table, gripping on the side. Who is gonna pull the legs? Okay, Evelyn, Bender, roll me a little fight. Chaz, you also roll a fight for me, please. Right 
I just saw your comments from the gargoyle scene. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Chaz, you are completely overpowered by these two <laughs> hot, muscular babes just absolutely ripping your fucking legs off. <laughs> you hear like a sickening kind of tearing sound as the like flesh comes apart. And there were like maybe some little electrode connectors in the legs that like now are kind of loose hanging. And uh, Chasworth, you are not doing well. You immediately <laughs> fall unconscious and you're like laying on the table <laughs> and then you like jolt back into consciousness and you're here, but it hurts. Your legs have been removed. Chaz just like uh, starts crying. He's wailing, you know, he's screaming a bunch. He's like, ah! my headphones and just put them on him? Yes, okay. <laughs> Lily, do you want to share us your special move with your headphones? Yes. I'm shy, but my poems have powers. Um, I let them listen to my recording, and for a few minutes, they are calmer than they were before because they just want to hear what's next. So I'm just going to like give very softly put the headphones in his ears. <laughs> Okay, so Chaz, you are, you know, yelling, screaming, looking down at your legs, which are gone. And then you, like, look over at Lily, who is, like, gently putting headphones onto your ears. And you are suddenly entranced. You can't really think about anything besides the, like, sweet little words being whispered in your ear in Lily's voice. And you are, like, so into this poem. You want to hear more. Mm, yes, life is like a highway. <laughs> okay, so as Chaz quiets down, what are the rest of you doing? I'm supposed to grab the legs and shove them on, right? Yeah, I, well, I'm I'm electrocuting him though, so like, don't don't shove too too fast. I gotta. Okay, so Kimmy, you've got like jumper cables hooked up to yeah, the car ready. battery, and you're like, you know, zapping him with them. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a. Flight or a fight roll, your choice. Fight or flight? Yeah, you can do this physically with brawn or with mental powers. <laughs> a 28. Okay, you give him just the right amount of juice to stay conscious, to stay pumping. Everything is going great. You just need to get the legs attached now. All right. Stick them on. Gonna grab one of the legs and shove it. Okay, give me a flight leg or a fight. Okay, the leg removers, the leg attachers. <laughs> one more <laughs> roll, y'all. Just like a NASCAR tire swap, it's just so smooth. Ah, you guys are nailing this. <laughs> you grab the legs and you shove them on, and the electrodes slide perfectly into the little slots that Chasworth cut for them. And uh, all you need to do now is sew them on. I don't have the fingers for that. Yeah, Kimmy, your hands are full with the electrodes. Um, Bender and Evelyn, you each have a leg held up to it. Uh, Lily, you're going to need to do the final suturing. I can do that. Don't like it. <laughs> but I'll help a friend out. The sacrifices we make for our friends. <laughs> Okay, so Lily, you with your fine 
can come in and give a little stitch, 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 and uh, they're closed up. And uh, it's been about five minutes. So Chasworth is just coming out of the trance of your poetry. Uh, do you want to share maybe a little of the poetry or like what it was about besides the highway? I <laughs> save. <laughs> Is that it? Fuck. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't really... May I come prepared with more less horny ones for friend interactions next time? <laughs> <laughs> You've been writing for your poetry club, right? Your stuff yeah. is all very focused. So Chaz is like, oh, maybe this oh. was uh, not exactly what he was expecting to be listening to, but fascinating. <laughs> Then it would very much be about this succubus being like super horny for a vampire and makes it a little bit more clear about the crush that's had than she has probably spoken to any of y'all about. Mm, okay. So Chaz, you get a little insight into what Lily's thinking lately. Wow, okay, interesting. But your legs are attached and you are conscious and everyone has done a spectacular job hooking you back up. Your friends really came through for you on this one. Oh my god. This is the smoothest this has actually gone, like, ever. Wow. Thank you, guys. Damn. That, that was exciting. <laughs> Lily, you're... You're so always gotten really good. Like, a lot better. I Remember when we were in taxidermy together? I know. It, we did have practice. <laughs> Yours? Never came out looking right, but this looks pretty good. Show you some of my embroidery later. Oh, oh God. Mm. Does it hurt after, or is it once it once it's on, it's good? Oh, uh, it's it's gonna hurt for about uh, a day or two afterwards, but you know, it gets better. Hey. Mm. Okay. Yeah. It already feels a lot better than the last ones, though. Chaz, you pull yourself to the side of the table, and for the first time, you set down your legs. And they are long and strong and, like, you know, kind of ready to run. How are you feeling? I'm uh, feeling like trying them out. He went up for, like, a little jog around campus or so. Mm -hmm. Bender has a bone saw and is just going at the skull. <laughs> Not saying anything, just... <laughs> Got a little spoon for scooping. <laughs> well, what's everyone else feel like doing then? I was just vibing, you know, just getting my wet on. You've been hitting that hydrangea again over from Wade? <laughs> no, that drives me out. <laughs> I got a little dropper I use. Oh. oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hmm. That's a I'm just wandering spot. back with a bone bowl. <laughs> it's like a little coconut. <laughs> <laughs> a little yeah. umbrella coming out the side. 
actually have um, the keys to uh, this this guy's truck. Anyone been looking for a pair of wheels? Is it a nice truck? Mm, no, I wouldn't say that. It's, it's a truck. Does it run? Yeah, yeah, it runs as far as I know. It's got a auto lock, um, pickup. Not really my style, but you know. Yeah, see, like I'm not very good at like moving stuff for people, and I feel like if I had a truck, then that would elevate my ability in everyone else's eyes to call me to help move their things. And so I'm gonna pass on this truck situation. I like not being called to like carry a couch. Exactly. You move a couch, dead bodies for people, coffins for the vampire, you know. Oh, God. Don't get me started. Mm-hmm. Of course not Lily, but, you know. Right, right. Let's soil this, coffin that. <laughs> Will that thing attract attention? I mean, its owner is um, digesting. That's a good point. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. There Maybe are, like, have... laws and stuff. Do this you... is parked in the Monsters University parking lot. There's a fair few abandoned cars in there. You know, if you throw a little, like, camper shell on it, give it a little, you know, spray paint detailing. You know, I know a garage uh, monster affiliate, of course. Uh, they might be able to help us out with that. You want to, like, break it down, or? Well, I mean, they probably have a service where you can, you know, Pay and spray, so to say. Ooh, I like where your head's at. Like yeah. Grand Theft Auto, yeah. <laughs> nice. That's, that's cool. There's also a succubus that works there. That's right. Lily, do you want to go? I do. <laughs> I want to go and watch Lily. Like, I don't want the truck, but, like, if there's a reason I can have an excuse to go meet her. It sounds great. We can save your truck and I guess all communally own it or something. Yeah. Okay, <clears throat> Evelyn, what are you wearing at this event? Since you came straight from your meetup with Ishtal, just curious. <laughs> um, if I came straight from it, I guess I'm wearing like a like a shredded tube top and like mini skirt that like looks like it's been like tied on to me very fashionable yeah definitely not your usual style though no (laughs) (laughs) okay so you all head out of the reanimation lab and you're walking back to the parking lot to pick up this truck evelyn is it has it been a rough night? Say rough. <laughs> but I I did have a change today, so that's why I look like this. I mean, I can go back to my dorm and get clothes if this makes you uncomfortable. No, 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 no. It just looked like it, you fell off a cliff. <laughs> it's a hot look. Yeah. <laughs> Very it just, it, it happens when, like, you transform into a giant beast and like things get shredded and then other reasons that things 
gets shredded and then mm. you shred other things. Yeah, so this is what I'm wearing. <laughs> I wanna I wanna transform into like a humanoid shape, but like mimic a really strong like Hulk out werewolf thing and I'm gonna tear my hoodie up off my over my head. Not tearing it off, but you know, just pulling it off. And be like Rawr. <laughs> Slime boobies flying everywhere. <laughs> the whole thing. But like, was it kind of like this? Ah. Um, a little less jiggly, but... <laughs> it is yeah. so jiggly. If you're within five feet of Kimmy, you get a little boob slime. <laughs> Splash zone. <laughs> okay, so you all make it to the truck, and you beep beep. Open it up. Walk up to the front desk and ask for help and try to just look as cute as possible. Well, we have to we have to drive there first. Wait, uh, we're not there. I can't drive. Lights. We're still we're still in the parking. Well, who else lot. has a, a license? Y'all gonna fit in this truck? We can sit in that. I I mean I can like squeeze in. It's not. Actually, the truck is a five-seater, right? There's the front passenger seat and driver, and then there's the little bench seats in the back. So, mm. I, got, I, I can lay down in the back, but I, I, it's a little like disrespectful. You can be disrespectful. <laughs> oh yeah. So you crack open nice. the car, and there's like maybe a little coke in the middle, and like a, I don't know. You open the glove box. There's a bunch of condoms that fall out. Nice. There's like two of the little pine, uh, you know, car fresheners up on the, the, the mirror here. Yeah, there's two. You know, Chaz's new legs had some good taste. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> Let's see, uh, what kind of what kind of music were they listening to? Okay, he uh, who hops into the passenger seat or the driver's seat and turns it on. I'm assuming the legs will get bonuses to dancing to this genre of music. Most definitely. Okay. Awesome. I could turn it on. Yeah, Bender should know how to drive. Yeah, my license, though. It looks like a living person. Mm. <laughs> okay, you flick it on, and a little bit of massive attack starts coming through the speakers. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, this is uh, this is better than talk radio. <laughs> Condoms and sexy music. What was this guy doing all the time? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Why? Why did he meet you in a random garage, completely unprotected? And well, <laughs> lured him in with the old honeypot. Classic. <laughs> Classic. Dudes, they're uh, single-minded. You do see his phone on the passenger side, and there's a little, like, ding-ding-ding, you know, the grinder noise going off. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, I think I'll just follow behind in the Chasmobile and give some room and stuff in here, and we can head over to the garage. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna pick up uh, the legs' phone, the cell phone, and I'm gonna dissolve it. 
Okay, you put it into your slime and it like sort of sucks into the middle part and you're like digesting it with acid. There's a lot of, you know, batteries and stuff. It'll take a minute. Yeah. Really nice, Kimmy. This isn't your first time being an accomplice, is it? <laughs> well, I cannot confirm or deny. <laughs> what a pro. What a pro. Okay, so Bender, right, is driving the truck over, and Chaz is driving the Chazmobile. Okay, you all head over to the garage. Uh, I'll go in and, like, try to find people at the front desk and ask for help. Oh hey. my gosh, what is <clears> this <throat> You pull up to the garage and it looks closed. It looks like no one has opened this garage in 50 years. Um, there's no markings, no like label on it or anything. Just this big no trespassing sign over to the right. Uh, but Chaz has been here before, so you know where to go. You hop out of your car and you go and knock three times on the big uh, garage door here. Did you get the secret password wrong? Mm, I don't know if they really gave me one. I just knocked a bunch and someone eventually looked over and saw me and opened it. You knock on it again. And one of the little panels slides to the side and somebody looks out at you. You can't really see them. They're sort of hidden in the, the darkness of the room. And they creak it open and they say, your business? Um, well, we just head, uh, headed back over from, uh, you know, the university, monsters, and, um, have a little auto problem. We need, um, special interest and eyes to, to look at. Uh, the eyeballs sort of, like, get a little closer and you can see them. They're, like, kind of bright blue, sort of, like, technicolor. They have, like, maybe a little circuitry in them. And you, they, like, peek out at the cars and they say, I saw that one last month. Again? Or just the truck? Uh, just just the truck, I believe. Pull it in. And the, the thing slides closed, and the garage door like squeaks and creaks. And <clears throat> you see inside of the garage, there is a human-sized robot uh, circuitry all up her chest and arms, and they move towards you, and they're sort of like, large and intimidating and you can see like one entire arm has been like sort of chopped off and replaced with like a big wrench like a you know tire wrench a socket wrench mm. well i just i wanted to th uh, say thank you for the, the work you did on the old chasmobile and uh i brought a friend actually uh she's got a new truck and she needs some work done to it uh this is lily this, by the way, is gear, who you all see. Uh, they've got gear written across the front of their chest. It looks like a little sort of uh, type of robot, and then underneath is the model number. Gear, like, waves Lily in, um, or uh, Bender is driving, so gear waves Bender into the, the parking garage. Pull it here. So, what seems to be the problem with this one? You like the last one just fine, right? Transmission still running? 
Um, yes, we apparently ran into the, uh, Infernal, who runs a transmission. I guess he's got ten more years on his contract. I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do after that, but... Ha! He'll get out of two. Don't worry. Not sure if that's good, but, um, okay. Just bring it back. You're under warranty. She looks like not phased at all by this. This is clearly like business as usual for them. <laughs> as you pull the truck into the garage, um, Bender, you notice this first. There's three sort of meaty kind of werewolves standing in the back, just like uh, they were, look like they were working on another project. And uh, the three of them sort of look up and grab some more tools and hop over, pop the hood. Uh, take a you know a cursory look at the uh, the whole truck, but none of them speaks a word. Gonna walk back to the group then. Okay, everyone is talking the werewolves? to werewolves. You do see the werewolves, and they see you, and they give you like a stare for a second, and then back to their work. You aren't familiar with them; they're not like Andros. So the robot uh, moves over towards you and they are, their name is Gear, right? Written across their chest. And they wear like a black top and jeans with frayed out knees and oil spots all over. Um, their exposed parts of body are like hard metal and plastic with organic looking circuitry cover them. And the like nodes in the circuitry glow like a silvery platinum color as Gear sends energy to them. So like the arm right now glowing bright. And you can see as they're thinking, sort of like circuitry on their head lights up too. Is that succubus around? Succubus. They won't be back for another few weeks. Oh, Lily. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you know where they are? <laughs> They're with Carmilla's cult. Do I know about this from the book at all? You all are like at least vaguely familiar with Carmilla's cult. You cannot decide how much mm. of this you know, but it's like pretty general monster knowledge that like the one big force of like evil in Las Vegas for monsters is Carmilla's cult. They are bloodthirsty. They leave a mess. It's like uh, a lot of the time the lawyers from hell have them blocked up because they've been doing something bad and they've got to like file paperwork for three years before they can get back to their evil cult business. Uh, but they are harvesting human souls at a very rapid rate here in Las Vegas. You also know that they run the local brothel. as Carnilla is known to do. She runs the fourth layer of hell, which is all of the sexy workers. Lily, did you know that? Were you about to get us tied up into Carnilla's stuff again? I mean, probably. Oh, you don't want to know more? You don't want to meet her? Like, for real? No. I know I do. Oh God! Very. She, she seemed pretty pissed at us. Yeah, very angry. Yeah, but wasn't it hot? No. 
Okay, it was, but if these marks say anything, we probably will be meeting her soon. I mean, I will. Y'all don't have to, but I <laughs> want to know where the cult meets. I can't. Look, no, 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 no. You're not going to go do that on your own. <laughs> okay, so we're going to have to meet your succubus friend some other time. As you all are talking, Gear sort of moved over to the werewolves for a second, and now they're coming back with a little clipboard. And they're like, okay, <clears throat> looks like you've got three little problems with the car here, the motor mount, uh, the ignition could use a little work, and uh, there's a, a tube that needs replacing. So uh, I can have, you know, the <clears throat> the dead bites work on that this week. Oh, um, that sounds great. Uh, we also kind of need um, uh, some, like, monster services. Uh, that truck is uh, new from a, a previous human owner, if you catch my drift. Yes, I understand. So, <clears throat> paperwork? Uh, any cleanup? The deadweights don't do cleanup. No, no, I think cleanup should all be taken care of by now. Good, good. I like a tidy monster. Is this one going to get a demon too? <laughs> no, these are all small problems. We use demons for larger ones. It's a, you know, a contract with Carnilla. She sends them up when they need a little punishment, a little topside time, and uh, I'm just happy to be able to stay up here. I worked in Basically, Carnilla's I just gotta do something really bad. <laughs> well, the lawyers from hell will block you up for years, and then Carnilla will steal your soul. What? Look, maybe we could meet your succubus friend at like, like a coffee place. <laughs> Can we, we do that? Can we just like tap the thing and be like, hey, let's go out for coffee. We'll talk about it. Uh, are you trying that, Bender? Yeah, sure. Like, actually, maybe. <laughs> It works. Like, oh my god. Playfully, but she's actually like tapping her chest doing that, yes. Yeah, oh my god. You all, five of you, feel a little warmth in the bead that is lodged in your soul. And Carnilla says, You will come to me. Oh shit, I didn't actually mean to do that. Uh, <laughs> that was awesome. Here. You just, of course, chest dialed Carnilla. <laughs> You all get the feeling that this is not the real Carnilla, right? She's left a little piece of her, mm. like, video image in your soul. A little marking. Lily looks horny as fuck. <laughs> Gear notices. And it's like, well, <clears throat> you all really want to meet that succubus? You got something to say to her? You're not going to stalk her or anything, are you? I don't have anything I want to say yet. I just want to listen and watch. Well, Which probably sounds a little stalkerish. I think she's on stage tomorrow. You can go <laughs> see her. Where? That Carnilla's Club, of course. <laughs> It'll be fine if it's for a show, right? I mean, like, tons of people are going to be there. Like, we're That'd not being singled out. An audience, yeah. Yeah, it'll be fine. We just, I guess, try not to get separated. Yeah. 
stick together like glue. You guys look into the lion's den. I don't have my chest again. Does she sacrifice people during her performances? Or do, like, do, do, does everybody get out alive? Gear looks up at you all and is like, you really don't know what you're messing with, do you? Is it not? Well, Carnilla is our dreaded queen of desires. Um, <clears throat> personally, I did everything I could to get out. I worked for Carnilla, you know, down under on the third level for about, oh, 300 years. My contract finally went up, so uh, here I am up here. You never truly get out. She calls what you was, she wants you. What was your job? <laughs> if I tell you, I'd have to kill you. I... This is sounding more like an MLM than whatever else it is. Gear, like, turns around and drops the little socket arm, and there's, like, a little button that they push on their side. The arm just falls right off. And they pull a regular arm from behind the counter and pop it back on. <clears throat> oh, okay. <clears throat> I'm ready to get to work on this truck. Is there anything else you all need here? Chess, why, why don't your limbs do that? Yeah, that looks way easier. You can get, like, the quick release faster. True, but it lacks the, you know, the sophistication of the organic matter part. It's, it's more a machine. No, never mind. <laughs> okay. I have a question. Yeah, yeah. If you can get demons to, like, haunt cars, can you get ghosts to haunt cars? Oh, can I, like... I don't do any of the paperwork, none of that. I just get the uh, demon, and uh, that's all set up for me. You'd have to talk to the lawyers from hell about that. Oh, I don't want to. Thank you very much. Gear's like, yeah, no problem. Uh, this car will be, uh, you know, pretty cheap. Uh, if you don't mind me uh, taking a look at what's inside. You clean it out? I'll clean it out, you know. Be our guest. We'll see you in two days, you said? Of course, of course. Two days you. Uh, you see Gear, like, turn around and start yelling at the dead bites, these werewolves. She's like, all right, uh, everybody, get the equipment. We're going to put this car up. And she, like, lifts it up and puts it on the big, like, pallet jack. She doesn't even have, like, a, a little, you know, what do you call those? Like a jack that brings it up to the spot? I don't know, car stuff. Sorry, y'all. A lift, I think. A lift. There we go. She just, like, uh, picks it up herself, and you hear her little, like, hydraulics in, in their legs, like, and then slap the truck in. Well. Damn, that was cool. <clears throat> all right, where are we going now? Okay, you all hop out of the uh, garage and pile into the Chasmobile. Mm -hmm. Slide in. Is there anything you all would like to do specifically? Okay. So y'all have two options. You can head back to the student lounge and uh, meet with the undead support group after they've finished, or you can head to the poetry club with Professor Ayard. Hmm. Lily, you're not like doing anything in the poetry club today, are you? I, I was gonna. Oh. <laughs> I feel very shy, but I've been looking forward to it and writing. Okay, I 
I want to support you in your poetry. You know, if it's, <laughs> if it's anything like the stuff I heard earlier, uh, I think, you know, it's going to be fantastic. And I can't wait to hear more of that. Yeah, it might be real simple. Oh, yeah, I was kind of wanted to know where that highway went. <laughs> it's less horny than cheesy, but a little. Yeah, are you gonna read about the uh, the, the succubus in love with the, the vampire bit and stuff there? Uh, right there? Then, don't then, tell him, but oh, yeah. Oh, oh, Spoilers, Ashworth. Oh. <laughs> okay, so you all hop back into Chaz the Chasmobile and listen to some weird side talk radio on the way home. And uh, should have grabbed the CDs. <laughs> You pull up at uh, Monsters University again and hop out and head to English class. I don't think we've done an English class yet, have we? Uh-uh. Okay, <clears throat> so you all arrive at Professor Ayard's classroom, and it is packed. There are only a few seats down in the bottom right, and so you all file in and grab a chair. Uh, the front rows are like full of adoring students. Professor Ayard is very popular, and you can see why as he's like sitting on the edge of his like uh, professor's desk up there with his little like elbow patches, and uh, he's got a book open in contemplation, and he's just like standing like a statue, letting his students like chatter and stare at him. If there, hmm, if the, there's probably no more seats up in the front since everybody's excited. You can but maybe if, squeak into a seat that's like in between two people. Okay. You all see Felixia's here, um, the satyr that you all uh, helped save Lord Grimalt with. You all also see Megara, who's the treasurer, which Hasworth knows pretty well and works with them in student government. And you also see Jeremy Puddenpop, Jimmy's older brother. Bender is going to sit like towards the back, a little bit away from the group. And partway through the class is totally going to skip class <laughs> to go check in it. on them. You got undead support group to get to. Okay, <clears throat> so Professor Yard slams his book closed and everyone in the room jumps and then silence. Well, I hope you're all ready to inspire me today as I have not written anything in weeks. <clears throat> Let's hear it. Lily, do your thing. Okay, so Lily, Wait. maybe you are a little shy and don't go first. Um, but you see Felixia is like jumping, like so excited, uh, up on their hind legs. Like you can hear the little hooves clip clopping. Uh, he's like, I'd like to read mine. I'd like to read it. Yes. Felixia is like, okay. <clears throat> this poem I actually stole from Emily Dickinson. And then I heard them lift a box and creak across my soul those same boots of lead again. There's like some golf clapping. Felixia is finished. Professor Ayard looks like unimpressed. 
Yeah, clapping. Lily, you're gonna be so much better than that. Okay, but she, at least she got up there. But yeah, I will. I mean, like, it rhymed, but your stuff's so much better. Like, flip through. Thank you. And like making heart <laughs> motions towards Kimmy. As the two of you are chatting, uh, you see Megara in the front row with uh, her two kind of spooky sisters behind her. Um, she like raises her hand and is like, I have a prom professor I got. Professor calls on her. Uh, this one is the Valkyrie's poem uh, from an ancient saga called Najal's Saga. And uh, there's like maybe four or five passages about like entrails and the innards on a battlefield. And then finally she's like, I say that King Mighty to death is now done. Now low before spear point, the king bows his head. Air shall be deep hued with dying men's blood. Now haste, we hard maidens. And there's like a little battle cry that seems like inhuman coming from her sisters, like a ah! No one claps. It's dead silent when they finish. Lily will clap. Okay, one solitary little. Yep. <laughs> After they finish, I will like flip through my like pink journal, like trying to pick which one and like make my way up there. Okay, as you are doing that, Jeremy Button Pop looks around and doesn't see Kimmy in here and is like, Professor, uh, let me do one. Let me do one, Professor. And Jeremy moves up to the front and leaves a little slime trail, like sort of gets into a, a professional slimy attire. And uh, he's like, okay. <clears throat> Our oneness is the wrestlers, fierce and close, thrusting and thrust. We fight and must, for soul with soul does battle everywhere. This is from Louisa S. Barrington. And Jeremy looks up and uh, makes dead eye contact with you, Kenny, and like turns slime green, like a <laughs> huge blush on his face. And he's like, oh, thank you. And like run back to the back of the classroom to sit down. Jazz claps. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> Just a hoot from the back. Yeah, Boston. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Ayard is like mm, pedantic. Anybody else? Anything new? Please, Lily. Yes, I haven't heard anything of yours yet, have I? No. I just a little bit. There was a short one in the in the cemetery. Ah, yes, yes. Well, I'm very eager. Inspire me, Lily. Take my little journal and like. Are we doing this at the front, or is it like in our area? Some sitting. people have walked up to the front. Some people have read from their seat. I'll read from my seat, but stand up and very quietly and not at all looking at him in any way. Uh, I start reading A Succubus in Love with a Vampire. Shaking. Forbidden and yet so divine. Their love burns like eternal fire, a bond that will never decline. 
Her desire feeds on his essence. His passion heals her soul. Together, they're in an immortal presence, a love that makes them whole. And then stops. Professor Ayard's like jaw is dropped a little bit. He's like staring at you. Incredible. Such passion, such intensity. I must have it, more. It's not finished, so there will be more. <laughs> well, I'll need you to come into my office later this week. We'll have a little private lesson. See if we can spruce that up. I'm sure we can make it a little better. I believe you could help me make it better. The professor looks a little bit flustered and like snaps his book shut again and says, well, <clears throat> class is dismissed. I've heard a piece of art and I must go reflect. And he like dramatically flings his cape around and walks out of the classroom. Did you hear that, Jeremy? That was art. <laughs> Jeremy like slowly slimes out of the room. <laughs> Lily! Absolutely found my eyesight for Kimmy and is just like fucking vibrating with happiness. <laughs> when, when you jump into my arms, you kind of like bounce around a little bit. Desperate hug. Yeah. <laughs> Happy squeal too. It's yep. It's, it's like face planting into a waterbed, really. You know what? I actually have a pretty good reference frame of reference for that feeling. Nice. <laughs> As you all are sitting here celebrating, Megara and her two sisters sort of like walk out of the room and they do Lily and they're like, hmm. "Well, I thought it was boring." And she like walks away really fast, like clearly very jealous. Lily is still like, I think you did a really good job still though. <laughs> <sighs> clearly mine was garbage. You didn't even like it. Not everything is for everyone, but I thought you did good. Maybe I need to do a little more eviscerating the next one. I'll try harder. I am very pro-viscerating human, so yeah. <laughs> She's like, okay. Oh, fine. I hope your next one is good too. And then like walks out grumpily. Lily really likes when other people share their stuff too. Like very much. Like you defeated her with sweetness. Killed it. <laughs> yeah, you did Nailed good. Today. I think he's into you. You know? <laughs> I'm not that cool, but that would be amazing. A scent of arousal. <laughs> <laughs> this room definitely smells like horny people, horny monsters. <laughs> Still don't have a nose. So. <laughs> Although, Evelyn, that might just be you. <laughs> <laughs> Only you know. You don't know, know that we don't know. <laughs> Wait, Bender, didn't she have somewhere to be? Oh, and she just books it. <laughs> okay, so while Bender is blasting across campus, the rest of you also make your way back towards the student lounge. We're taking our time, though. Did you change? No? Okay, hang on. Okay, here we are all in the student lounge. 
And as you walk into this room, you feel a chill again, as always. This is much, much, much colder than the rest of campus. And <clears throat> you walk in and you see walking out three ghosts who just sort of like phase through you. Like, hey, hello, hello. You've seen them around campus before. You see uh, another zombie sort of shuffling out, carrying one of their arms. And you see a skeleton who's like got his skull perched on his shoulder on his like little scapula here. And um, you come into the room and you see Sarah and Bender and Lord Grimalt deep in a conversation. It would be so small. I think Chaz is going to be like, you know, shaking hands and introducing himself to all the ghosts and uh, zombies and skeletons as he leaves. Like, you know, Chaz, you know, student council president, let me know if you need anything and stuff. You're schmoozing. Love it. So Lord Gravalt is in the middle of like handing a little book to Sarah. And he's like looking at both of you like, yes, yes. I, I can't believe nobody gave this to you. Uh, this is a Undead 101. And it's really going to get you through this first couple of years. Does this say anything about a uh, corporeal is it whatever it is you know what it is sarah the thing oh we yes. can see yeah 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 sarah have a little focus here see if you can open the cover of the book and he like sets it down on the counter she gives it a shot and her hand passes straight through and she's like damn still nothing lord gravald is like all right all right we can do this now, <clears throat> I felt it. I know you have too. The rift between hell and this plane, it's, it's thinner. The, the veil is, is shattering slowly. And while that may not be great for humanity and society, it's uh, great indeed for us. And um, he sort of like holds out one hand and you see like a big ball of green fire erupt into his hand. And these powers, they're stronger than ever before. All you need to do is learn how to focus the energy between the planes. It's all in the book. Don't worry. Well, we should definitely read this over then, especially if it gives you more abilities. Yes, yes, yes. She's been stuck here the whole time. She's locked. To a location. Yeah. Well... Of course, you should have come to me in the first place. That means you have to find her body. What? What for? Why? Why do you need a body? She's doesn't use it anymore. She may not use it, but your body will always have power over you and be a source of power for you. I mean, Bender, you use it yourself. I've seen it. You tear off an ear, and you still feel connected to that piece of your body. Oh, that's true. Do, do you know where you died exactly? Sarah, like, kind of Sarah. drifts a little closer to the fireplace, and she's like, "Yeah, I, I died right here, right, right here." I, uh, well, I don't remember a whole lot of it. I was sort of stuck in here, and there was like sort of ringing or maybe an alarm going off, and uh, I don't know. I was really fucked up, and I just kind of laid down here. And then, uh, next thing I remember, I was floating a few feet above myself, or what used to be me. 
Was it really hot before you died? <laughs> Looking yeah. at the fireplace. I mean, it was pretty toasty. It's always toasty in here, isn't it? It's kind of hot. You know, I'm like always peeling off my little ghost clothes and stuff. I I wouldn't call it warm in here, but no, seriously, it's kind of always cold for me, actually. So if you died here, and would you would you be ashes? What if she doesn't wait? What if you don't have a body anymore? Well, there's got to be something left. What has no one lit a fire since I died here? And she like kind of leans down and looks into the fireplace, and there's like. A whole bunch of like dirty ashes and uh she sort of like moves her hand across them and like expects nothing to happen but she like blasts her hand across and a bunch of ashes fly away and they uncover a gleaming white bone underneath bender immediately goes and like starts scrabbling at the ashes is they really haven't cleaned this place in years oh my goodness Oh, I think I scared away so, the cleaning department. I'm sorry about that. So if I get a bucket for your bones, could we, like, make you a little urn? Wait, wait, wait. What you're saying is that's me. That's my bone right there. Very possibly. It's a little bit okay? big for a rat bone. Yeah, it does kind of look like a femur, doesn't it? All right, all right. She, like, reaches out and tries to, like, grab the bone from you to touch it. And you feel a little tug. You feel her almost get a grip on it. I I felt that one. Yeah, for real? You're not just saying that. I'm not just saying it. I know you might say it to make me feel better and stuff, but you really, really felt it. For real this time. Just like, okay. you know, pulling the bone and like seeing if she can, um you know, feel movement. She like grabs it and lifts it out of your hand and holds it independently. I've never touched anything like this. I mean, I have, but not like this. And I, uh, It's working! That's me! That's you! Wow, that's pretty freaking weird. <laughs> so, so wait, can... If... Okay, and like turning to uh, Gravolt. So if, if we, if we get her all her bones, can she leave here and just travel and be? Oh, yes, yes. Uh, you know, I, I carry my own bones with me, as you can see, and uh, I am quite mobile. You don't have to have all of them. You know, I've lost a foot or a toe bone, you know, here or there, but you have the majority of them, you have your power, you know? Your focus on this plane, your mortal presence. Anybody know where a vacuum cleaner is? We got some collecting. <laughs> Looking around at, like, the undead people. The undead people are, like, shuffling out. There's, like, one zombie who's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, hey, what did you guys get here? <clears throat> Seeing the party. <laughs> Uh-oh, we can't hear you, Kimmy. <laughs> Close to the rooms to the student lounge. Like the student dorms? Yeah. They're in the same building. The student lounge is on maybe the fourth floor. Oh, okay. The building's 10 floors tall. It's like a sort of stacked tower of uh, rooms. Okay. 
If the meeting's not close to being done, I'm going to run to my room to grab a thing to help. You can absolutely run to your room to grab a thing. The meeting looks like it's pretty much over. It's just sort of Lord Gravalt hanging out with y'all now. I'm going to grab a little feather duster and duster pan from a, a, a cosplay that I have and bring it back to Bender. <laughs> yes, a cosplay. <laughs> I'm just gonna go to work using it to scoop up ashes and bones. Sarah is like sitting sort of in your lap, kind of. That feels weird. Tickles a little. Like you're touching me. (laughs) (laughs) I I have a lot of ideas for when you've got your bones back. Oh, yeah? (laughs) I'm excited to hear them all. I uh, wonder if this means I can touch you a little bit now. I'll connect with my powers and see if we can make it happen. Hell yeah. (gasps) You'll be able to get high on your own again, if you want to. Oh my god. I have been thinking of nothing else since I died! It's been, what, years now? Sarah, as you were doing the sweeping up, moves a little closer and she like tries to crack open the the book again, the Undeath 101, to see if she can read a little bit more. She's like focusing all of her powers. She's got this little femur bone in one hand and in the other, she's like desperately trying to just flip the cover open. And she can't quite make it happen. It, it shakes, it jiggles a little bit. She can't quite open it yet. Wow, it looks like this uh, undead support group is working out really great. Look at the the change already. Yeah, it seems there's a lot of rules that our bodies don't necessarily apply to anymore, and new ones that do. Wait, your reanimation, does that can't we? We already talked about this, didn't we? We did, we did. Uh, I think I'm more uh, reanimated or alive-ish. Lots of them. Lots of alive. Different ones. Together. Yeah, undead's a little more messy than I thought. You know, I, I thought it was pretty easy and I just wouldn't be able to leave here ever again, but I got a little hope now. It feels nice. Thanks, friends. Well, Kimmy, still nothing? All right, y'all. You know, it's been (laughs) that kind of night. I think we're going to call it a little bit early. I appreciate everybody for sticking it out through the tech issues. We will have it solved next week, hopefully. Uh, I hope so. I hope so. So next week will be a different Monsters University crew, and we will be meeting at the same time at 7 p.m. Pacific here on Tuesday at twitch.tv slash Judge. So tune in at 7 p.m. You might recognize some faces from people here. uh, And there will be some fun new ones. So, yeah. 
Uh, thanks for coming to Monsters University, where we have tech issues and struggle. <laughs> uh, let me reintroduce my players for you. We'll go the other direction this time, starting with Violet October. Hi, I'm Violet October, or Happy Berry XO, most places on the internet. Um, I stream on here sometimes, but other than that, that's it. Awesome. And this is Cassie Cummings, who in this moment may be quiet, but is beautiful on the internet. So go and look her up. Uh, she's got a Twitter, Cass Cummings XXX. And Div. Hi, I'm Girlbot Div, uh, Divbug on Twitch. And yeah. Ricky X. I'm Ricky XXX Rails. You can oh, we can't hear you either. Oh, I'm just not pushing my button. Uh, that's why. Uh, I'm Ricky XXX Rails. You can find me online uh, on Twitter and other spicier places. Thank you. Dominique. Dominique Delirium. You can find me on Twitter and now Instagram as Dom underscore Delirium, or you can visit my website, DominiqueDelirium.com. Awesome. And I've been your game master, Jane Judge. You can Google me or go to janejudge.com. And uh, we'll see you next week with our fresh new crew, some fresh new monsters, some more weird shit. Uh, yeah, it'll be the same vibe, I hope. So <laughs> thanks for coming, everybody. Oh, and check out suedecollective.org. If you have a little bit of spare cash, donate it to sex workers who will redistribute that cash to the community. So thanks. Bye, everybody. Let's stop it with an evil laugh if we can hear anybody still.